right, judges, judge heads, judge Rooneys, whatever we're calling you guys these days. This week's episode is kind of a special episode. Uh, we weren't able to get into the home recording studio this week to record because Tim and I were finishing up our show, Cutie and the Beast. If you missed it, you know what? That's really too bad for you. You missed a good one. Anyway, so while we were finishing up our show, we had a day where we actually did two shows. And in between those shows, we decided to record our own episode of the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee on the fly. So in this episode, you're going to get two very special things. You're going to get special pitches for me and Tim for some of the things that we'd like to see in YA fiction. You'll learn a little bit more about our genie wishes. And then something I've wanted to do for a long time, which is get bad date stories on tape. We actually taped a lot of bad date stories and I'm hoping to release them in different episodes as we go. The one you're going to hear today is from our friend. His name is Braun. He was in the show with us. Um, By way of explanation, he played a character, he played a variety of characters in Cutie and the Beast, one of which was actually one of the girls who fawns over the Gaston surrogate character. And so you'll hear a little bit about that, and um, you'll hear a few references to that. The sound quality is uh, not great, it's but better than expected. I recorded these on my phone backstage at the Off-Broadway Theater, my second home. And I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun with this. It's also a little bit shorter today. It's more of a mini episode. Um, but if you're hungry for more Judgment Day Refreshment Committee... Uh, we are going to be back next week with a very special episode with some very special guests. So look forward to that. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Please enjoy these. We are. Come back. I want to. So, okay. Here's the a, here's a deal, gang. Tim and I aren't going to be in the home recording studio this week, but we still want to bring you the finest quality in home entertainment, <laughs> which is us saying dumb crap about intellectual properties um, that we don't own. But today we want to talk about a few that we do own because we have our own great ideas for YA fiction. And so I'm talking Tim into pitching his idea for a musical that... Well, not really YA fiction, but- it, isn't it though? It kind of is. I want to do uh, Wet Hot American Summer, but with cryptids. Explain cryptids. Cryptids like Bigfoot or the Yeti or uh, Loch Ness. So, so, like legendary creatures that people don't believe in that may or may not exist. And like someone, and like I want to see them like as, as like plucky underdogs at a summer camp. Or someone's like, Chupacabra, you don't have to listen to them just because they called you fat. <laughs> Like a, so, so this be like maybe the cryptids have regular teenage issues that kids can relate to. Yeah, basically. So like so far, so far we've got who like Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, the Chupacabra. Yeah, basically, and they have to like stand up for themselves, and like they win the talent show at the very end. <laughs> this, this is all my things often involve ending with like a talent show or a dance off or a wedding. That's what I've learned about what I write. <laughs> I think the best, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the best endings are either talent shows, dance-offs, or weddings. So so, so set the stage for me. Bigfoot 
goes goes to summer camp. I think what happens is summer camp starts, and then like in the last hour of registration, like all the cryptids show up <laughs> and register themselves, and then they're like, but. But I, the we you know this is not for cryptids, and they're like, well, there's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play basketball. I mean, we borrow that from Eddie slash Airbud. Yeah, so basically, they and they like literally quote like nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play basketball. I mean, sorry, this is the wrong rule book, and they pulled the rule book. Nothing that says the cryptids can't go to summer camp, and they go to summer camp, and like they all enroll themselves, and like the justification is like they're teen, they're all like teens and cryptid years. <laughs> This is all. This is a very like literal believe in yourself arc. <laughs> Except the problem is no one believes in them because they're cryptids. So like, they have to learn to believe in themselves. Well, this is what I love about this idea. The stakes are so high because it's not like nobody believes in them the way nobody believes the Mighty Ducks could win the championship. Literally, nobody will acknowledge their existence. <laughs> Except this summer camp full of mean kids who are, like, forced to, and they, like, begrudgingly. It's like Wednesday Adams and uh, Adams Family t- Adam's family Values. Yes, except where Wednesday Adams is, like, kind of shunning their norms. The cryptids are dying to participate, right? Right. What is Wednesday Adams a cryptid kind of on her own? Um, no, because she's a human. Do you believe in Wednesday Adams? Do do I personally believe in her? Yeah. Like I think she can do anything she sets her mind to. Well, everyone knows that Wednesday Adams can do anything she sets her mind to, but like do you like believe she's real? Do I believe that she's real? Yeah. I think we've manifested her with our belief in her. I think we have. I think she started out not real. That's another thing I want to do. Where's my Wednesday Adams and everything? Like I really wish there was just a series where Wednesday Adams does whatever. And Melissa, if anyone who's listening to this has heard of adult Wednesday Adams, there's this really smart, great comedian named Melissa Hunter who lives in L.A. And she had a web series which uh, was illegal uh, because she doesn't own the copyright to Wednesday Adams, but she made it anyway, <laughs> called Adult Wednesday Adams, which is Wednesday Adams is a grown-up, and she's facing off with, like, normal adult situations in L.A., like rent or, like, applying for a job or, like, you know, trying to answer phone calls at a call center, but as Wednesday Adams, and it is the greatest thing. That, that is awesome. I think there actually are legal protections for parody. Like, if you're, like, I know Weird Al doesn't have to ask permission to do what he does. He does it as a courtesy. Well, that, but that would be if she did, like, Schmensday Schmadams. <laughs> but she named her character Wednesday Adams. Like, it's very obviously Wednesday. And it kind of can't I, work if it's not Wednesday. Right. I think that's still protected by parody. Same, same as, like, Very Potter Musical or something like that. Yeah. So, Adult Wednesday Adams. I, didn't they try to do a movie like that at some point? Wasn't actually, there? actually, you know how we talked about Netflix wishes? Here's what I would spend my Netflix wish on. <laughs> this is what I want more than anything in the world, besides maybe to see the version of The Matrix where Will Smith starred instead of Keanu Reeves. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. That almost happened. Um, or, happened. or the version of Lord of the Rings where everything's the same except David Bowie is Elrond. <laughs> yes! That also almost happened. But what I really want is um, a sitcom with Wednesday Adams and Jan from The Brady Bunch. And they- <laughs> And they have to be roommates, and it'd be the greatest thing ever. To be like, everything's all Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. When is it going to be Thursday? I mean, Jan's day. And it's funny because, like, I don't know, there's something so perfect about the juxtaposition of those two. Mm -hmm. Like, Jan as, like, the forever maligned but naive artifact of the 70s, and Wednesday as the never maligned but always in control artifact of, like, 
pre-Dark Ages, uh, uh, like, torture. Torture culture. Torture culture from, the from like, medieval <laughs> era. And they, they both... They both kind of occupy the same space. Okay, I'm gonna leave the rest of this for my someday video essay on on the Brady Bunch movie. But but yeah, that would that's your Netflix genie wish. That's my Netflix genie wish. I'm changing it to I want a sitcom with Wednesday Adams <laughs> and Jan Brady as roommates. I want it so much. That would be kind of rad. I I think that sometimes about like because I you know I'm a big Star Trek fan, but I'm having a hard time getting into Deep Space Nine partially because Avery Brooks doesn't know how humans talk, but also because I, just, I keep telling you you need to watch Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm. My dad kind of ruined that for me. Sorry, dad, but you did. Uh, but I always like I have great memories of Quark and Odo and their like relationship, and. I kind of want to see a sitcom with Quark and Odo where they just like, I don't know, have a loft in Brooklyn and like bring dates home on the same night. <laughs> <laughs> like that's kind of, that's one of my Netflix genie wishes. Oh man. Oh man. So cryptids, cryptids go to summer camp. Yeah. They, the tagline will be, you got to believe in yourself because no one else does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's like a mix of wet, hot American summer and Harry and the Hendersons. It's like wet, wet, hairy, xenozoological summer. <laughs> Xenozoological summer. I had an idea that I want to pitch, uh, not for a TV series or not for a musical or a TV series, but for um, a series of books. I call it "Sexy Vampires of the Apocalypse." <laughs> what is that, DP? So go with me. Go with me into the not so distant future, where it has been revealed that the Illuminati really was in control. <laughs> And there really was a secret bunch of heads of the world running the entire world. And in the wake of this revelation, a series of even more disturbing revelations has occurred in which we find out that basically everything we thought didn't exist, in fact, does exist. And that by not believing in something, you virtually guarantee its existence. <laughs> so it's been revealed also that vampires are real. Werewolves are real. Sasquatches are real. Basically anything you can throw at it is real and it sticks. Um... But And vampires, so the chief problem with the vampires is that they've been co-opted as cheap labor because they don't need sleep or food or any of the things that humans need so they can be employed for hours and so hours at a time. <laughs> You've explained this to me at least five times, and, and every time I can't remember it because it's so bizarre. It never gets less bizarre. Anyway, so in this in this world, all of the, like, all of the weird stuff, the fantasy elements would be like would be paired with modern science so the vampires are are cyborgs actually they're part robot they became vampires because they're injected with nanobots that Wait, continually I they were vampires because no one believed in them <laughs> no 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 that's just a that's just a rule of the world of the book so they're vampires. An unspoken rule, you might say. It's it's sort of like yeah, it's it's a it's a law that governs the universe like gravity. Anyway, so what happens is the, the vampires are vampires because they were injected with nanobots that continually reconstruct their cells. And the nanobots have to live off human blood, so the vampires have to suck human blood. Also, werewolves are created by nuclear explosions, and witches are aliens. So that's, that's the basic constructs of the world. The story will surround a vapid protagonist... Who, uh, who is basically swept along on a huge adventure wherein she gives birth to the vampire messiah, 
who is supposed to end conflicts for vampires on our earth with the help of the Elian witches. And uh, she has to choose between a man who truly loves her and is also a vampire and a man who doesn't love her and treats her like an ornament who is the head of the Illuminati. So it's either be loved or rule the world. Which would you choose? Rule the world. Yeah, but like it's hard, right? Like that's a hard choice, right? I mean, I feel like you could find love after you work on your career. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Or I guess you could like have a French marriage. You cheat on him the whole time, like. Or I mean, like an arranged marriage. But if you rule the world, you get to choose. <laughs> well, this is the other like the other constraint of their society is that. As when when it was revealed that so many things humans didn't believe in do exist, humans kind of gave up caring about anything because it was like, why bother? Reality as we know it has been has has been totally mind effed, and so that carries over. Where within a couple generations, people have started to care about things again, but they're trying to act like they don't. So everybody has to achieve their objective without appearing to have an objective. So it's a Nirvana sort of situation. What do you What do you mean, Nirvana the band? Yes. Mm, explain. Like it's the '90s. We can't care. Yes, <laughs> it's worse than it's the '90s on crack, and so. What? Well, that's just the '80s. Yeah. So if you're gonna bring about the vampire revolution, you have to care, but. What it, if but no caring, one cares. Right, but appearing to care. Could Uh-oh. could um, jeopardize your cause. Don't ask for whom the vacuum sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it for sucks thee. for thee. <laughs> Thou suckest. There's a vacuum in the distance. We should probably wrap up. Should we? What, how long have we been doing this? How long have we been doing this jazz? We got we got eleven and a half minutes of content so far. That's good. Ow. I want to do, do more a, later. I want to do a mini episode. Minis are. Good. Minis and Innies. That's what they call that bar that I went to. <laughs> Wait, there's a bar in Salt Lake called Minis and Innies? No, there should be. This is for very specific people. <laughs> what kind of what people? Uh, people who have Innies and what they have is also Minis. It's like tiny, tiny, inward-going belly buttons is what you're talking about. Well, I was talking about inward belly buttons and then just like very not a lot of size everywhere. Well, not everywhere else, but you know, the other place. The other what? The other place. Uh, there actually is a bar called The Other Place. What? Oh, no, there's a restaurant. There's a restaurant in Salt Lake called The Other Place. There's a bar I walk to when I go to the pie hole called Waste of Space. And, what? Really? And it lives up to its name every time. It's a waste of space. Mm. Yeah, we probably should wrap this up. Well, those are our pitches. Hope you enjoy this mini-sode, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'll Bye-bye. You Bye. We'll do lots of hawking of weather and other things, too. But look here's a nice park where it's lonesome and dark. Come on, let's sit down, me and you. Who, me? I guess not, sir. I really must go, sir. It's no place for a lady, you see? To sit with a man in the park, understand? I just want you to listen to me. Since the, the bad date, uh, this was in the days when MySpace was still a thing. <laughs> Starting it that way is awesome. So you were a child, gotcha. Wait, how old are you? Old enough that I was not a child and MySpace was a thing. <laughs> wait, 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 no, no, I want to know. How old are you? I know you want to know, but we'll keep it at that. <laughs> okay, ladies.
so this, reveals his age. Gotcha. Truth. That's very true. So this girl messages me on there, adds me as a friend or whatever you did on there. I don't remember, but we become friends or whatever on there, and she starts chatting with me and was like, "Oh, we should, we should go out sometime." Like, okay, you know, I I don't have a reason not to. You seem interesting enough. So she lived up in Ogden, and I was living in Salt Lake. I didn't know Ogden that well and still don't. And because this was in the day of MySpace, there were also not as many smartphones at the time. I gotcha. <laughs> so I had my cell phone, but I didn't have GPS or, like, had, didn't know, like, my way around Ogden. So I think we were just going to go to a movie, and I pick her up, and she wants to be, like, really early to the movie so we can sit in the back row. Okay. That's what I thought too, right? So like, was, this, was it like a really big screen, or is this like a thing? A big screen? Yeah, yes. like you know how you know how like in the old movie theaters, it's like it's like really bad if you sit in the front row because there's no stadium seating. Uh, I no, she just wanted to sit in the back row, no matter how big the screen was. Gotcha. So I'm like, okay, I think I know what kind of girl this is. This is gonna be her. <laughs> So I pick her up, we're, we're like an hour early to the movie, like, and now we're at the theater, it doesn't even start for another hour, I'm like, oh, hell. I don't even know what to do with you now, we just walk around the mall for an hour, so finally like it opens up and we're the first two people in there, <laughs> and you know, I'm like, oh, do you, want, do you want any snacks or anything? No, I'm good. All right, so we get in, we hike up to the top, <laughs> and we're sitting, <laughs> sitting on the back row, no one else is in there. It was a it was a stupid movie. I mean, I liked it, but no one. It was called Slither. Anyone else remembers oh, that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect from it, from the date too. But. But the movie was called Slither. The movie. So yes. Yeah. So I should just call the date too. So, we're sitting up there. They. It's the screen's just black. They're not showing previews. They're not showing like ads. It's just black and like quiet in there and weird and there's like every now and again two more people would come and like sit ten rows in front of us whatever so I just remembered her name too it was Sarah not not this Sarah um, it, was, it wasn't a good reason I remember so we were like I'm quickly learning that she's her and I are not gonna click we're not gonna have good conversation at all like nothing I'm saying is sticking she's not saying very much there's really no point in me being here, but except for that I want to see the movie, and I don't know how to you get back You said that you were dying home. to see Slither. And I don't know how to get back home because I'm stuck in Ogden without GPS. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I kind of like have to trust on you. My phone is also like, it was the old phones that would last for like a, a day or two, right, on a charge. Yeah. But it had like 5% left, and I didn't have a charger on me, nor, and I... I used to know people's phone numbers as a kid, but you don't know when they're all on your phone, so I don't even know who to call if my phone dies, oh. other than maybe 911. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they start showing like the ads on the screen, and quickly the conversation is just dying, and I'm like fiddling with the tickets because there's like nothing to do, and you know, she's like, stop doing that. <laughs> what? That thing with the tickets. Well, I paid for him. <laughs> so I'll do that if I want. <laughs> it gets real gender politicky real quick, doesn't it? No, I just paid for it. 
gender aside, I paid for those. I can do what I want. <laughs> so anyway, what happens next? Uh, so I had, I previously asked her, you know, do you want any snacks? No, I don't. Now she's now I don't want her to get anything else either, right? <laughs> now, but now now she's like, can I get a drink? You can go get a drink if you want. <laughs> I'm not going to get one for you. Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, was this her bad date? Or you bad? I know, I love how you're just like, I'm done, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. So she looks at me and she's like, is it worth a kiss to you? Oh! Yes! <laughs> So I said, I've never had to pay for a kiss before. I'm not about to tonight. Oh, good for you. Good for you. So you'd think, like, it's pretty much over, and the movie hasn't even started yet. Oh, <laughs> we're, not, we're not even to trailers yet. Like, oh, God. It's so that bad. It was the longest day of your life. Oh, it was. And uh, oh, my God. so the trailers start going, whatever. We're sitting on the back row, as, as you do. Just sitting like normal, and she she's sitting on my right. She picks up her left leg, puts it between my legs, and I'm like, we just had this conversation about the kiss. Like this, that will get you nothing. This isn't getting you anything else, you know. Yeah. So. Good thing she didn't ask for like cotton candy. It would it wouldn't have mattered what she asked for at that point. Uh, the movie goes, the, the movie's fine, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it's over, I'm like, let's just get out of here, let's, like, get you back home. And she was, she was, she asked me, like, hey, we should get together sometime. I drive up there, I get to her house, and she's like, can we take my car, though? I'm like, well, I guess if you really want, you know, I, I don't care. But that meant, like, I'm really stuck with this girl, right? Like, I, I can't even go get in my car and just, like, drive for help. Like, <laughs> I, need to go, I need to get back to her house to get my car so I can go be safe somewhere. Go be safe. So, um, so she, she's driving. I'm in the passenger side, and I'm holding on to the bar or whatever, right? Just as you do. Yeah. So, again, she's like, stop that. I'm like, stop what? Stop holding on to that bar. You're gonna break it. <laughs> and I'm I am not like I, like I'm scared, right? But I'm not like holding on to this bar for dear life. It's just it's it's just there. Yeah. Your mom paid for the bar. This is where his character came from. No, that that, that there's a bigger backstory. Oh my god. So so anyway, you're hanging on to the bar. So holding on to the bar, and you know, so I'm like. I'll let go of the bar and just let's just hurry up and go back to your place so I can get in my car and go. Oh, your car was at her house. Yeah, because she oh. she insisted oh, she, she the insisted theater, that yeah. we drive from her house to the theater. Right, gotcha. In case okay. you're a murderer, and yeah, she can leave you naturally. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then your and then your car is at her house, so she can get the plate number if you try to murder her. Yeah, or she could murder me. <laughs> probably more likely at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, there's really nothing more that need, would need to be said between us at that time, but she's like so. What do you think? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, where do I begin? <laughs> so I just say, you know, like, well, what do you think? And it doesn't really matter what she says at this point. Like, just get me to the car. <laughs> so she just, she kind of like sits there like, 
a friend, nothing more. <laughs> she said that? That's what she said. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So you're writing a poem over there? Yeah. <laughs> so she's just a dirty popcorn slut, is what you're saying. <laughs> She's just a dirty snack whore. More, more of a soda slut, probably. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> Sarah's a snack whore. That's what we're saying. Sarah the soda slut. <laughs> I love that nickname. So we finally get back to my car. She still invites me to come inside for who knows what. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because now I know we're, now a I'm a friend, yeah. nothing more. It's like if I go in there, then I got to like mow your lawn or something. Yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> literally, literally. You'll take me to the kitchen and cut me up into little pieces or something. <laughs> like, no, I just go. So I get in the car and just drive and, and that was the end of my worst date ever. Oh my gosh. That's, that's great. I feel like that's a good Hey everybody, thanks again for listening. Just wanted to remind you that you can follow the committee on Twitter at jdrefcomlove. You can email us at jdrclove at gmail.com and you can visit our website at jdrefreshmentcommittee.com. Uh, you can also follow the Off-Broadway Theater on Twitter at offbroadway1994. And of course you can find the Off-Broadway and their uh, resident improv troupe of which i am a member on facebook you can also find the committee on facebook on facebook we're just the judgment day refreshment committee remember if you're trying to find us on itunes that judgment day is one word for reasons far too ridiculous to explain here and while you're following things heck follow me on twitter i'm at dory e peacock you can follow tim on twitter at cyber mormon and that is the gist of it everybody thanks again for listening and remember we are not here to judge you, but we will bring the jello salad to your trial. Thanks again, everyone. But when you've been flat up in Harlem, it's time for your girly to yell, Good night! I want to be loved by a real man who calls me his own turtle dove, where I cook in the door and sleep out on the floor.